Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm talking with a couple members of of our Risk Management and Insurance Committee, Jody Green and Matthew Grimes. Jody Green is a business attorney in Miller Nash LLP's Los Angeles office, focusing on cannabis and policyholder insurance recovery. She's a member of our Risk Management Insurance Committee, as I mentioned, and was named by Super Lawyers as a rising star in insurance coverage for five consecutive years. Miller Nash's 140-member law firm has nearly 30 attorneys practicing in its nationally recognized cannabis group alone. Their cannabis team serves cannabis companies operating in all industry verticals by providing advice in all legal practice areas, from corporate formation to employment to insurance coverage and litigation, and everything in between. And then our other guest, Matthew Grimes, is a Chicago-based attorney who's worked exclusively in the cannabis industry since 2017. First, as a business attorney whose firm served cannabis companies at every link of the supply chain, then starting in 2019 as an insurance broker with a focus on helping to grow and refine the cannabis insurance marketplace with an emphasis on expanding coverage offerings, enterprise risk management, and claims advocacy. He's been a member of our Risk Management Insurance Committee since 2019, and he serves as vice chair for the American Bar Association's Cannabis Law and Policy Committee, and he's also a member of the International Cannabis Business Association. Thank you so much to both of you for joining the show today. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Thank you, Jody, as well. So uh, let's jump in. In addition to everything that I've already shared about both of you, you're both very accomplished attorneys. Let's learn a bit more about your background and other things that you did before getting involved in cannabis law and insurance related issues. Um, Jody, would you like to go first? Sure. And thanks again so much for having me on here. Um, So I think, you know, like many things in life, my road to cannabis was a long, winding and unexpected one. But I've always been a fan of the plant. And I remember when when I went to law school, I thought to myself, you know, that's basically the end of that. Right. But here I am. (laughs) I've always pushed boundaries. And sometime in the pandemic, it really triggered this need to embrace the authentic me, uh, which prompted my uh, move to Miller Nash and, and focus on cannabis related issues. Um, Prior to joining Miller Nash, I was an insurance coverage lawyer, evaluating insurance coverage for million and billion dollar losses on behalf of the country's largest carriers. Um, And I was looking at some cannabis issues, and I realized that I could make much more of an impact working with companies involved in the industry instead of from the insurer side. Excellent. Great. Um, So where did you uh, attend college in California as well? Have you always lived in the Los Angeles area? 
Very interesting question. Well, Matt Grimes and I just, uh, in prep for this podcast, despite being on a committee together, realized we went to law school together. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. So um, I started practicing law in Chicago years ago. Um, we both went to DePaul Law School. Prior to that, I'm originally from Wisconsin, so a Midwesterner at heart. Um, but uh, the yeah, the the cold weather drew, uh, drove me away. <laughs> so happy to be in LA now. Excellent. Great. So Matthew, um, awesome that you two were uh, coincidentally classmates there. <laughs> um, tell me about uh, what, what you did prior to um, getting involved in cannabis law and insurance. Sure. Thank you uh, so much again for hosting us. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Prior to joining the cannabis industry, I've always had a, a relationship with the plant going well back into undergrad. As a matter of fact, if you bought weed in Kirksville, Missouri, between 95 and 98, it most likely had my fingerprints on it. Oh my and goodness. so again, a long <laughs> relationship with the plant. But That's here amazing. I need to tell you a personal story about how I pivoted into making it a full-time profession. And this is about my brother. My brother, Eric, was in a severe car accident way back in 2003. Mm. He had he sustained a traumatic brain injury and life for him from that moment forward was a struggle. And I saw cannabis work up close and personally as medicine. He had been prescribed these you know, goblets of tablets to take to control all of the uh, all the repercussions from the accident, including anti-epileptics and all kinds of things. And in the end, it was cannabis that helped him to live his happiest and healthiest life. And on the day that we celebrated his life, I committed to making this business my business for forevermore. And so I've been working as an advocate in this space since that day. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. Sorry to hear about the struggles um, that your brother went through, but um, it, it's, it's interesting to hear how cannabis can in, in the very least, improve the quality of life um, for, for folks who are dealing with an immense amount of suffering for various reasons. Um, so moving into the present, um, both of you are serious advocates and, and involved in this industry, um, involved in one of NCIA's 14 committees, our Risk Management Insurance Committee, um, contributing to the conversation and pushing our industry forward with thought leadership. So what I, I'm curious, in addition to what you're focused on in your individual roles at your, at your firms, what the risk management and insurance committee is up to this year. We're, we're more than halfway through the year 2022 already, believe it or not. W what have you been working on in the committee and, and where are we going uh, forward at this stage in our industry's development. Uh, Jody, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the committee is, it's pretty vast, right? Our role touches um, almost everything in the industry, risk management and insurance, when you think about it, because every business needs, needs those things. Um, so, you know, on a day-to-day, -day, we're working on um, updating our insurance manual to provide businesses with information about insurance requirements and, you know, pitfalls to look out for, which is very, very important. Um, other educational information, you know, podcasts like this, articles on new and emerging issues and how to avoid risks with them, things like 
minor cannabinoids, which are coming up, you know, and becoming more prevalent. Um, I've been looking into, you know, issues with obviously consumption lounges and, and beverages a lot lately, um, because, you know, those are two of the new hot things on the market these days. Oh, yeah. Consumption lounges are definitely coming up in conversation quite a bit. Um, the, 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 the licenses are starting to become a little bit more commonplace. Uh, that's fascinating to watch as well. Um, Matthew, how about you? Yeah, on my side, I uh, sort of chair up the webinar committee within the risk management and insurance committee. And coming up here, a date to be finalized, but late August, I believe, or early September, we're going to be putting on a webinar with a gentleman named Andrew Brisbane, who has long since been uh, part of the regulator community. He started out in Michigan and now I believe he's at Canra. But uh, we're going to talk all around the different types of regulations, uh, state and then municipal, that will impact uh, consumption lounges and in different states and what that looks like and how to you know, protect your business and how to also comport with any regulations. Awesome. Yeah. And with the consumption lounge, I mean, that's expanding to, I mean, essentially it's hospitality, right? Um, 100%. Yeah. I mean, just shout out to, for, for Denver stuff here, here in Denver, um, a person I know, Chris Chiari is opening, uh, well, he's already running a historic bed and breakfast hotel. And he has the first like bed and breakfast consumption lounge license um, that that I'm aware of and is working to get his um, cannabis consumption side of this hotel open, this historic hotel. Isn't that just mind blowing that we're moving to, you know, it, it's it's not just, you know, a, a lounge with couches and and volcanoes and, and snacks like Cheetos and Pepsi, but it, it's expanding into these other like resort-like experiences as well, which I just find fascinating. Um, I think okay. we're going to have to go visit, uh, make a trip to Denver soon, Matt. Like yeah, <laughs> come visit anytime. I'm in. Okay. I always if, love Denver. And if you guys are good at pinball, I challenge you to a game as well. So keep that in mind. Um, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> let's take it's our on. first Let's take our first commercial break and we'll come right back and chat more with Jody and Matthew. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, and we're chatting with Matthew Grimes and Jody Green from Miller Nash. Um, we mentioned consumption lounges right before the break, so I really want to keep talking about it. Uh, cannabis consumption lounges are just the next thing um, in licensing here in the cannabis industry. We're growing it. We're selling it. We're manufacturing and producing it. We're lab testing it. And now we're creating spaces where customers can consume it. So let's let's set the playing field here by talking about what they are, how they work, why they exist, and why we need them or want them in our industry and society. Jody, what are your thoughts on that? So many questions. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I wish we had more time. Um, well, yeah. So I think I'll start by saying, first off, consumption lounges, what are they? Right. I think it's somewhat self-explanatory. It's, you know, a place where people can gather and, and use cannabis um, in a public place or, you know, a private, a private business. Um, and, you know, I think in, in some places they're called different things. I'm, I'm not sure why we landed on the nomenclature consumption lounge. It sounds kind of like a medieval, you know, health disorder of some sort, but um, <laughs> we might call them cannabis cafes or cannabis lounges, um, you know, normalize it a bit. But um, I think, you know, you hit on something important earlier when you're talking about Denver, which is, you know, some of these are going to, it's going to be much more than just a place to sit down and smoke a joint. Maybe that's fine, you know. It, I think that in and of itself is great uh, that people can do that and come together. Um, but you know, there will be opportunities to have more um, highly curated and experiential experiences as well, right? Including things like um, maybe in Las Vegas, right? There might be shows and entertainment um, to go along with it as well. Um, so I think that you know the the sky's the limit, really, in terms of where uh, people can go with these lounges. Awesome, yeah, Matthew. What's your perspective on on the definition, the baseline here? Well, honestly, I think that it is the next wave in cannabis normalization. You'd spoken earlier about hospitality, and I think that hospitality in concert with cannabis tourism is really going to drive growth in the consumption lounge arena. And for me, I like to zoom out and think of it as a matter of public policy. Here, you're giving people a safe place to consume a legal substance in an environment that is non-threatening. You're with like-minded folks and you don't have to feel whatever feelings around stigma and shame or whatever comes to your mind when you're thinking about you know, smoking cannabis or just using it generally. And so... I really think it's the next wave. I think it's the next frontier. I think you're going to start to see models like that in Denver that you just spoke of. I know that there's a bed and breakfast concept up in Michigan. And I really think that event spaces are going to be the future of how we move cannabis forward and get it to be sort of generally accepted in the mainstream. Yeah. And also take on, you know, that I think that with 
the, you know, how hot cannabis beverages are right now. And with nano emulsion technology, reduced onset time, right. It's really going to usher in a whole new segment of the population and, and really help to break the stigma. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I am, you know, a hundred percent bullish on the drink market. There are a lot of companies out there now with sophisticated and refined products. And they're like, you mentioned, uh, nano emulsion, it's quick onset, quick offsite. Some of these beverages are doing, uh, two milligrams of THC coupled with four milligrams of CBD. And so you kind of mm. get the, the entourage effect, uh, more of a, a holistic high, if you will, kind of a one plus one will get you three. That's nice. And, and they also, again, quick offset. So you don't have to be faced with, you know, eating this edible that might take up, you know, the next several hours of your life here, you can just go have a couple <laughs> drinks with your friends and then be on with your life. And so I'm really excited about the uh, beverage market. I think there's a lot of disruption available in that space. And I really think you're see you're going to see cannabis fill that void. Uh, and if there isn't already a void, it's going to create the void and be the desirable uh, beverage or way to, you know, alter your experience. Uh, yeah. here in, in short order, you know, there's all kinds of health benefits, obviously, and all of the rest of the wonderful things that come along with cannabis, including waking up the next day and not feeling terrible. You know, you had the <laughs> night out, you had all the social lubricant you wanted, you had a fine time, you danced, you had a wonderful evening. And now you're able to wake up and be crystal clear at nine in the morning. Sure. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and talking about bars, you know, how how can we compare a business model of a consumption lounge to something that already exists? Like, like in the alcohol industry, there's bars. Um, and for, you know, fine cigars, um, there's still a few special cigar lounges out there, um, hookah lounges, things like that. How, how is this similar and how is this different to those models? And have either of you had a chance to visit a cannabis consumption lounge yet? Uh, you know what? It turns out that we both have. And so I'll take the opportunity to just speak about my experience. I went out to a consumption lounge here in Illinois. Uh, it's, it's, I'll just say the name, it's a Rise Consumption Lounge in Mundelein, Illinois. It's owned and operated by Green Thumb Industries. And I went out there with uh, a business partner and a friend and kind of off hours to just see what the operation actually looked like and felt like and all the rest of it. And it was by and large, a positive experience in this model. The dispensary is connected to the consumption lounge. And so there's two different licenses there. Uh, the staff was entirely friendly. They seemed knowledgeable. They had multiple devices that you could use for free. Uh, they always came like cleaned and the bud tender would bring them to your table. Uh, there, there was like, there was a little dissonance. And again, we were there during some off hours, but there wasn't a lot to do. You get back in the room and it's just us and there's a few games to be played. And then there was one uh, gaming system that was available. So there was some stuff to do. But, uh, you know, by and large, we just sat there and hung out for a little while and then went on our merry day. So I guess that's similar to a bar, right? You just very similar to a bar right there. Yes. Yeah. OK. Jody, what was your experience? I had a great experience. Um, so California, like many places, is regulated by the locality. So local local cities and jurisdictions can opt out of having cannabis lounges. Uh, but West Hollywood is, you know, really prided itself on being a 
you know, a magnet, right, for Canada tourism. Um, and so I had the opportunity to visit the Artist Tree Lounge in West Hollywood, um, a beautiful, you know, obviously thoughtful space. Um, <laughs> its name is the Artist Tree. They have beautiful art throughout the space. Um, I think, you know, it does a lot to help eradicate the stigma, right? It's, it's, a, it's a curated, beautiful space, just like a nice restaurant would be indoor, outdoor. Um, and so, you know, having that sort of um, place to be able to go and enjoy cannabis with like-minded people, like Matt said, um, is really a great opportunity. Um, I think, you know, lounges are going to be as disparate as anything, right? You know, so companies have the opportunity to make, make what they want of them. Um, it'll be very interesting to see, um, how launches, uh, roll out in the next, uh, year or so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're running out of time in this segment, but when we come back from the break, I, I, I want to talk a little more about the insurance perspective of all this. Um, you know, if we talk to our NCIA's facilities design committee, for example, they're going to talk about, uh, you know, HVAC ventilation requirements. Um, but from a risk management insurance perspective, there are other risks. There's other liability and other exposure that these businesses have about what could go wrong. Um, and, and all that being said, there's ways that lounge operators can protect themselves legally. So when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into that and then make some announcements. So stay tuned. We will be right back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, and we're chatting with Matthew Grimes and Jody Green from our Risk Management and Insurance Committee about the current state and future of cannabis consumption lounges, cafes, hotels, bed and breakfast, the whole nine yards. Um, So if you don't mind, let's dive right into... Uh, what I was mentioning before the break, some of some of the insurance perspective side of the liability and exposure of these businesses. Matthew? Sure. Thank you again. This one of the first things that comes to mind and the obvious thing here is overconsumption. You get uh, an uninitiated or uninformed consumer in your establishment and they think that they are Superman and they're going to take, you know, way too much, way too strong of a dose. And so how do you you know, watch for that, how to you mitigate that. Uh, and and then what do you do on the other side of that? You've taken all the steps now, what does the insurance market have for you? And so on that score as a matter of just, you know, risk management, an entity with a consumption lounge license would want to consider uh, a reasonable per customer consumption limit. 
You'd want to have warnings posted about the uh, potential for impairment. Uh, and you would, I mean, you could even go so far as to think about having a waiver signed by your patrons as you walked in to kind of take some of the fun out of it. But you have to remember on the other side, all these folks are trying to operate <laughs> within the confines of this regulatory apparatus that has been set up and isn't necessarily super friendly to the way things really are right now. That could be a little sobering to have to sign a waiver. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Fair. Jody, what's your perspective? Yeah, well, I think all those things, and I know we're running short on time. I wanted to say that, you know, I think that some locations are doing, um, you know, encouraging customers to use rideshare or even requiring them to sign off on that as part of um, making a reservation, like through an online reservation system. Um, I think there's a lot of, unsubstantiated fears probably about what will happen if there are consumption lounges. And, you know, like all of those fears are easily handled. Public nuisance fears about smells, right? Like there are high quality air filtration systems. Uh, Matt touched on the fears of overconsumption. Um, you know, I think the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons here. Uh, but companies obviously have to be careful and have excellent training um, for not only their employees, but also consumer education, right? So that the customers, especially the uninitiated, can of curious, know what they're getting into when they're consuming a product. Mm, yeah, I guess there's less risk for the, um, you know, the veteran consumer, the experienced consumer. It's really those who don't have as much experience with the plant who who might need a little more hand holding and the, the reason to have these insurance protections for the business owner as well. That makes perfect sense. Um, as we're wrapping up here quickly, I want to make some announcements on Thursday, July 28th, NCIA is hosting our Colorado Industry Social. So this is in the evening from 6 to 8 p.m. in Denver, Colorado. NCIA members can register for free, of course, as always. Um, and those who are not members can purchase tickets as well. Uh, it'll be a great time. We're excited to slowly get back into these in-person events um, off the heels of our successful New York tour that took place in June. So head to NCIA's website, thecannabisindustry.org, and register for the Colorado Industry Social under our events section for Thursday, July 28th. And even more exciting on an international level, we're doing our first in-person lobby days since 2019. Whew, wow, what a weird few years. Anyway, this September, we are hosting our 10th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, DC. It is September 13th and 14th. And as always, uh, register early. Uh, so that our government relations team can start doing uh, the Charlie meme behind the scenes of connecting the dots of who's on whose team and who's going to whose office and all that fun stuff. There's a lot of logistics behind the scenes. Uh, so please register early so our government relations team can get going on all those complicated logistics. Um, you'll have training before the event. There's an opening networking reception, a closing reception with some of our champions and full days of meetings. So go ahead and get registered for NCIA's Cannabis Industry Lobby Days. And there are sponsorship opportunities available for this event as well. So excited. 
getting back to DC in person. We've basically been doing virtual lobby days in the recent years with our Evergreen members. Um, so opening it back up to the full membership and doing the fly-in, hotels, in-person meetings. Things are a little different now um, in the post-pandemic and post-January 6th world. Um, so just be prepared for some changes, but we're navigating that as well. All that's on our website at thecannabisindustry.org. And as we are wrapping up this episode, I, I'm grateful for both of you for jumping in and taking the time to talk about the next, the next big thing in cannabis, consumption lounges, and um, look forward to hanging out with both of you uh, at, at a cannabis-friendly pinball bar maybe that would that would be right on i am so ready for that thank you matthew and thank you jody where can people find out more about uh each of you and your companies jody. you can find me at uh jody green at millernash.com or um pretty active on linkedin you can search for my name uh jody green like the color and like the cannabis plant <laughs> easy hmm. to find perfect matthew Wonderful. Yeah. The easiest way right now to get in touch with me, if you're looking to have to further this conversation or just interested in the topics discussed is my LinkedIn profile. I'm uh, readily available. I respond to messages there. And so please feel free if you're listening and you would like to talk about this a little bit more, send me a quick note. Perfect. Thank you both again. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.